0: listening to the Theosophia podcast curated by Kelsey Davis and Sarah Elizabeth Smith. Be sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com/theosophia and consider supporting this labor of love project for women's empowerment. We are really pumped to share a second episode of sitting down with Cortland Beckton. If you missed last week, be sure to check out the first half of our conversation online. And as a reminder, Cortland is from Houston. She says that it is by the grace of God that she has received a bachelor's degree from the University of Alabama in African American Studies and Religious Studies, as well as a Master's of Theological Studies from Vanderbilt Divinity School. Cortland is passionate about affecting social change, serving underprivileged children and youth, and writing poetry. She'll be attending law school in the fall. We cover some ground in this episode and one of our favorite shared topics, God as Mother. All right, friends, let's dive back in. Um, So so transitioning just a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, when we were talking last week about this conversation um, and what you wanted to share about, yeah, um, you brought up something that's really, I like exciting. At least we felt excited about it, <laughs> yeah. um, which is that there, there are so many names for God, mm-hmm. and um, traditionally in most in most Christian expressions, mm-hmm. um, you know, paternal names are used for God. God is Father. God is son right Mm -hmm. but you said you wanted to talk about god as mother and nurture Mm -hmm. and um so will you tell us a little bit more about why you chose those names for god and what what about it's resonating with you right now Yeah.
1: yeah um so i really wanted to talk about like experiencing this nurturing and like sensitivity of god um that we so often relate to the more maternal aspects of um of humans and not really the paternal so be like what you're saying like i had grown up really experiencing anticipating god's protection and god's strength um but it wasn't until i've gotten older gotten married um started thinking about children having children and becoming a mother myself that i started to recognize the ways in which god is uh, is a nurturer um and the way that God provides for us in a motherly sense as well as a paternal fatherly sense. Um, and this really kind of stemmed from a fear that I had and I'm really recognizing it now. It's, it's been some time. I know we've talked about it, you know, a couple years ago, um, but this fear that I would be absent um, as a mother in in a similar way that my birth mother was kind of like, absent in my life like didn't she was kind of like an unknown I kind of knew about her in abstract but not really I've never met her personally um and that is something that I'm kind of working towards as well now but um that's that's where I wanted to talk about I wanted to express that with you uh, and just kind of riff about what that is like um and how you can experience that nurturing side of God um I think a lot of times, especially in the Old Testament, you see a lot of God's wrath, um, and in the New Testament, I think you you see a lot of a lot more of God's compassion and mercy, um, unconditional love, um, and again, like those are things that I that I think I will relate more to a mother, and it has seeing God in that way has helped to give me um, more of a capacity to ex- exercise grace and mercy towards. Um, my birth mother as well as my adoptive mother
0: Mm, mm, yeah Yeah. absolutely and um you know when I think when I think or feel or consider God as mother and mother nurture um you know I was raised with my with a with my biological mother um and so when I hear the word mother you know it's it's I think for each of us it's probably a very complex, very um, yeah. layered um, understanding. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you've talked, you've shared about your, that you have your birth mother and mm-hmm. you have your, your adopted mother. Mm-hmm. So, so what does, what does the word mother mean to
1: you? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's really well, I'll say, okay, so um, when I was thinking about this question, um, I was like, how do I really approach this? Because the I would say the, the way that mother has come off to me has really transformed over my life. So when I was younger, mother meant authoritative figure, like authoritarian, uh, mother meant, you know, just kind of almost all knowing, like you can't really pull any stunts on mom because mom knows. Um, uh in a way that it was almost kind of like I don't want to say oppressive but it was you know like just kind of more authoritative Um, now that I am outside of the house like I'm you know grown now 25 um, and again like thinking more about what mother means to me personally because I'm I'm anticipating coming into that role um, in, in the coming years I've started to think more about how mother is um, a very like divine role. Um, And it, it does not have to be biological. Um, There have been, I have, I've come to realize that my birth mother in recognizing that she was not, I think she was like 22 and she put, you know, when, when she had me. And so now being 25, realizing where I was three years ago, um, has helped me to kind of put myself in her shoes and, and to realize what a difficult choice it probably was to go through with my birth as well as my adoption. Um, I also will say that i received, this kind of going on a little tangent, but still relevant, um, received some letters that my adoptive mother shared with me last fall um, that she and my birth mother wrote between each other while I was probably like one to three years old, very early stages of my adoption. And in the letters, I really saw how difficult it was for my birth mother to go through this process. Um, almost in every letter, she talked about God and her relationship with God and how, how much faith she was exercising. Um, faith in God, faith in my, my adoptive mother and father um, that they would take care of me and that they would love me. So just seeing, but also I'm I'm seeing as well as how my adoptive mother, uh, I kind of grew up hearing, you know, you didn't grow in my stomach, but you grew in my heart um, and, and seeing how much faith that my adoptive mother also put in my birth mother. So there was um, just a beautiful exchange and a divine relationship that although they have, I don't think they've met in person, there was a relationship that was growing, um, kind of through their love for me. And so in that way, I see mother as like a, again, a divine calling. Um, I'm thinking also about my mother-in-law now, um, who I also call mom and just how much she has been a, a mother to me. I, you know, we're staying, Steven's parents right now, so I mean, I get to see her every day and um, hear about her experiences with her own mother too. Um, and it's just, it's just beautiful to see how women, how women can play that mothering role, regardless of their biological affiliation to you. Um, I have a godmother uh, who, as well, who has been a wonderful resource for me. She's um, always there. I can always call her. She was always uh, just present in my life as a child. Um, so again, like it just seems different aspects of mothering that I know um, God appointed these women to be. So you're talking um, about your mother-in-law? Yeah, I was talking about my mother-in-law um, and how like we're staying, you know, with, with Stephen's parents now and how she's been so welcoming to me. Um, and there definitely have been points where I've been able to talk to her too about kind of processing, um, just learning about my birth mother more and like learning about the, that experience that she had um, and having me and going through the adoptive process um, as well as kind of the fear of rejection and abandonment. Um, and it's been really great to be able to connect with her about that as well um, because she, would, she shared with me also how she has had... Um, past trauma and hurt from her mother, and um, it's, I talked to her, and she was okay with me sharing this. But um, she said it. It wasn't until she was like in her twenties that she heard for the first time her mother say, "I love you," and how just healing it was for her to start to hear that and to start coming into this idea of her mother loving her, um, and how difficult it was to not accept love from other people because there was there wasn't an established sense of love from her from her mother and that resonated with me so much because it really touched on i think a lot of issues that i have had in connecting with people and receiving love from others and vice versa because there was a sense of like okay you know my my biological mother quote unquote didn't want me like before i read these letters there was a sense of abandonment like there wasn't there was something wrong with me or something And how could you love me if she couldn't, you know, there was that sense. Um, and so to hear Stephen's mother tell me that she went through a similar process and had to go through a healing process as well, um, was just beautiful to know that I wasn't alone, but also to just grow in this sense of understanding the important role that mothers play in our lives, um, no matter your age, you know, there, there can be things that happened to you as a kid and as a child that you're still dealing with. Um, and there's not, there's, it's never too late to heal from that is what I want to say. Um, as well, I have a godmother as well, who has played a huge role in my life, um, has always been there. And so I just wanted to touch on this idea of mother to say that it isn't, it has come, to me, to under for me, I've come to understand it as a more like expanded term um, that really represents the community of nurturers that I have grown f- from, um, and that have really shaped me. Um, and so that's kind of what mother means to me now. Um, and of course, you know, my adopt- adoptive mother will always be mom. You know, she'll always be. Um, <laughs> I mean, she told Stephen to call her Mama Lorna, so she'll always be Mama Lorna. Like, she'll always be my mom. Um, But I also have come to appreciate the other women that God has appointed to be in my life as well, to nurture me and um, really convey that sense of mothering that I think um, we sometimes really forget is a part of God's nature as well. It's beautiful, and
0: I love that you said is a part of God's nature.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
0: um, you know, one of our points of connection is isn't in our, our mothering stories and the journey that it has been in both of our lives to discover what mother means to us yeah. and what you just articulated so beautifully. And, um, you know, my mom and I are in the best place that we've ever been. And we've had a long journey of, mm-hmm of healing and transformation. And it really has been probably one of the most refining relationships of my life. Mm. It hasn't always been easy. Right. Um, you know, both of us have shape shifted and grown and frustrated each other. And, you know, when I was born, I almost killed the woman, you know, like she, (laughs) so, um, you know, I think that, that, um, you know, mother has the word "other" in it,
2: mm. English
0: language for a purpose, mm-hmm. and that other, um, you know, is is a really beautiful gift, and and you know, I've come to really deeply appreciate what my mom and the relationship that we have had has taught me. But yeah. similar to you, Cortland, I mean, I've had. Um, Sort of this community of mothers around me whether they be biological or not or have children or not You Mm -hmm. know that Mm -hmm. there have been these um, figures of grace and wisdom and Generativity and vitality that I've I've been really really lucky to have along the journey and sort of this community of women and You know Mother's Day for me. Yes. I celebrate my birth mother and Mm -hmm. The community of women of course been been around but you know my mom I wrote down preparing for this mm-hmm. conversation today you know she's taught me about delight and compassion and joy and freedom mm-hmm. and you know she's loved what I've loved which is delight right she's cried when I cry which yeah. is compassion you know mm-hmm. she's always been enthusiastic to see me succeed Mm-hmm. Um, she's brought joy, and um, she's offered me space to discover the world, which is freedom. Yeah, and um, and so, you know, I'm really, really grateful for my mom. Um, but but like we talked about, preparing for this too, to how important it is in story sharing to share yeah. from our scars, not our wounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, my mom my mom has meant a lot to me. Um, and my mom was really wise to also let a lot of other women mean a lot to me too. That's real. Right. So, yeah. so God as nurturer, God as mother, sort of this ex- in, in my, from my experience is like this expansive concept of welcome and mm-hmm. embrace. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I really love about the image of God as mother. Um, it's not a, uh, tight-fisted dominating controlling mm-hmm. image it's it's like arms wide open mm-hmm. um, and then also like arms wide open to gather in right to heal and embrace right and then open right. up again sort of like these big wings that sort of open and close and mm-hmm. you know like jesus uses the image of a mother hen mm.
1: and i love that you mm. know yeah yeah yeah. Like I definitely like, you know, you hear like it takes a village to raise a child and I think using in applying that proverb to what you were just saying about God and God's nature, it definitely highlights the ways in which God will use other people in your life to help you and to nurture you um, and to kind of express funnel his, his love to you, um, which I think is so amazing. Um, like as, as I've been going through this process of healing and telling telling my story um, to others, sharing it with you as well, um, God has begun to really show me how I've had like a very much, like a hardened heart. Mm. Um, I know the scriptures say like a heart of stone um, around this projection and abandonment that once I read the letters, like there's no there was no basis for that. It was really just like this fear that I think the enemy tried to insert into my life to stifle the love and nurturing that other people were trying to give me. Um, and I wouldn't receive it because there in my mind, there was no love. Um, there was no nurturing from my birth mother. But when I read the letters and really saw how she really trusted in God and how much she really loved me and going through this process, it helped me to realize that I have to replace this heart of own with a heart of flesh like god has to replace that with a heart of flesh for me um and going through that process i've realized too that um god loves my birth mother and my adoptive mother and all the women who've um, helped to nurture me way more than i ever could and that god has been with them throughout all these processes so i can't judge them i can't you know um just make assumptions about where they were in their lives or where they are now um because I'm not God. Like, I don't, I don't know that I don't know everything about them. And they are, they are human too. Like we all make mistakes. And I think that growing up, um, there's a tendency to kind of put mom on a pedestal, you know, and try to try to like deify mom, like mom's a superhero, mom knows everything. Um, you know, I can't pull one over on mom, like that sort of thing. Um, and then in turn too, it's like when mom slips up and when mom doesn't necessarily know what is best, um, I think there's like a, a disavowal of mom that we do because we have put mom on this pedestal. We've idolized mom in a way that I think um, creates no sense of mercy. So, you know, when mom hurts us or when mom has a, a lapse in judgment or when mom is human, basically, we, like we can't just throw mom away. Like we have to give mom grace and mercy as well because. Mom is a child of God, just like we are. So that has been something that I've uh, that God has revealed to me through this process, Um, and I'm so happy that we could share that. that I could share that with you, and we could talk about it. Because when we first kind of had a conversation about our mother stories, um, I know for sure I was more wounded than than scarred. So there there had needed to be more healing process. I know I don't think I was in the place to have that revelation and share it with you. Um, but to go to your question of like, um, how do we share from, from our scars and not our wounds? Like, how do we share from a more healed place? I think looking for those opportunities to share, um, and asking and relying on God about, I mean, about the timing of when to share. So when you asked me to do the podcast, I was thinking about, you know, what, what I want to talk about. And then, um, just realized that there was so much healing that has been done and where we kind of left off our, our last conversation. I wanted to pick it back up and kind of share how I think I've healed from it. And then you've just shared with me too, how you, how you have healed in your relationship with your mom. Um, and I'm, I'm just so thankful for that. And through this process because it helps to show how dynamic God is and how victorious you can be um, when you're working through these processes of healing.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I say amen to that Courtney (laughs) and that that is the dynamic spirit of God that wants us to be liberated and healed. And that is constantly on the move, working in us and through us. And Mm -hmm. you're right. When we first sat down and shared, shared our mom's stories, um, I was in a different place too. And my mom was in a different place and we have put in some serious work individually and together to, um, to not let the narrative end there. Exactly. Right? And that, yeah. that we are agents of writing our stories. Mm-hmm. And that is something you and I have talked about a lot as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, I hope that our listeners hear is that, you know, it's responsible to share from your wounds. I mean, from your scars, not your yes. wounds. Yes, yes. And to find the safe people like we, we've we shared today about who are the people that can be in your wounds with you that will help mm-hmm. you heal, right? but. Mm-hmm. But that our scars are where our stories can can really be a gift to ourselves and to our communities,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and that that God is always in process, always wanting us to be healed, you know, and um, and we just have to do the work to say yes to that over and yeah. over
1: and over again. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So so, Cortland, as we as we wrap as we wrap wrap up this this episode, is there any parting wisdom that
1: you want to leave with us? Hmm.
2: Um,
1: I did write about, I think I wrote about some um, in brainstorming about this, um, just how I feel as though in talking about the importance of stories and storytelling um, and shaping community through storytelling, I just wanted to shed light on how I think the enemy is tries to attack relationships um by stifling stories and i think it's so important to be in community um and in a vulnerable way that you can share your stories because one like it transforms you to become not a victim but an agent of change um that you can be a victor and not a victim Mm. and not let the narrative end um where the, where the enemy wants it to, you know, where you can really lean into the fullness of God and know that he, God wants you to be whole and wants you to heal. And that, that process may be painful, but at the end of the day, it is worlds better than bleeding, just like, you know, just bleeding out from the wounds that um, you might've suffered. And, um, I also wanted to say that, um, in God broadening my capacity for grace and forgiveness through this healing that I've had with my relationship with my mom, um, my adopted mother and the relationship I hope to start to establish with my birth mother as well. Um, I think it's just important to plant these seeds of change and empowerment in the relationship with my mom, because I know that they will come to harvest in my relationship with my future children. Um, and so that has really been motivating for me to heal. And to do this work, because I think that it is so important for us to stop generational curses, if you will, um, generational bonds and bondage. Because um, that's another way that the enemy, I think, can try to wreak havoc in your lives and generations of your of your life, where um, cycles can just continue. And so, I think in in sharing these stories and changing the narrative, we're really putting a stop to some of these generational things and giving our future children a better footing, um, in this world and in their relationship with God. Beautiful.
0: Amen. Cortland. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you, Kelsey. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you, Kelsey and Cortland for a lovely, honest, and vulnerable conversation about the importance of talking about God as mother this is probably one of my favorite things to talk about in theology, so y'all can always expect to hear this come up several times a year from us. Cortland, thank you so much for sharing your story of adoption and all the ways women have been mothers to you during your life. I appreciate your expansive understanding of the word mother and all the ways women provide mothering to children and people throughout their lifetimes and how this mirrors God's own character. Yes. Yes. Next week, I will share my sermon on Luke 11, 1-13, which is the text where Jesus gives his disciples the Lord's Prayer. We will see what kind of exegesis I come up with. That's all for this week, folks. And as always, be sure to stay in touch with us on all of our social media platforms and visit our Patreon page. See y'all next week. Peace.